When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Utah Man Podcast, bringing you the latest news and analysis for your Utah Utes. Now, your hosts, Cameron, Ryan, and Scott. Welcome on into the Utah Man Podcast. On this episode, we're taking a deep dive into the Utes offense and defense and give our annual breakout players of the year i'm cameron and we got ryan what is up ute nation and scott well hello boys it's another week another uh opportunity to talk bryson barnes hey i'm actually wanting to talk about some big 12 stuff oh well <laughs> well let's go oh i'm just totally messing with you i'm so done with the big 12 talk yeah, there's big news well, coming tomorrow. Let's... Yeah, there's there's a teaser. Either we're getting a seafood sponsor or uh, Brett Yormark's getting an extension. Or Maybe Oregon they're... State and Washington State are joining. Well, oh, apparently yeah. Yormark met with uh, media members today and said they're done with expansion. So either he's a liar, which, you know, pr- chances are he could be. but. Um, yeah, I think I think as Pac-12 fans, we're well conditioned to expect nothing of note, nothing to be noteworthy tomorrow. <laughs> I thought for sure it was going to be either BYU's getting kicked out of the conference, or they're hiring <laughs> Larry Scott as a media advisor. He's a he's he's been hired to be a consultant. <laughs> or I mean, or they're, they've hired Merton Hanks to oversee the officiating oh heavens oh who was the one is it woody dixon was that his yeah. name from the yeah Pac-12? that was yeah. old woody oh good golly no I, I hey i'm done with talking pack or big 12 for the moment pack 12 we're all in guys this season it's coming around the corner we're recording this tuesday night the 15th we're just a little over two weeks from kickoff. And Coach Witt is doing nothing to um, make us fans comfortable with how things are going <laughs> in fall camp. Well, the offense sucks. We don't have a quarterback. The tight end hasn't practiced yet. Our, so. our, our heads injured. are falling off. I'll tell you, either, either he is just – he's he's coming to his own and he's just messing with everybody. Or, or literally, our pets' heads are falling off. <laughs> and with winning him, you don't know. Let's get into it. You know, it came out this past week that Rose suffered a very significant injury. Was in the hospital. He put on Instagram how he was. I guess there overnight was released. You know, we've heard different things that may or may not have happened. I don't know if we see Rose at all this season from things we're hearing. Definitely, probably, definitely not against Florida. 
So well, according to WebMD, way. you know, we're probably looking at two to six month recovery. Um, and he may have cancer. <laughs> so we're we're looking at the pig farmer trotting out against the gators. What you can, can he do with weeks of preparation? I know you guys can't see it because this is a podcast, but I'm pouring gasoline on myself, ready to set myself on fire right now. (laughs) How did we get ourselves in this position for the third straight year Bryson Barnes is the backup quarterback when we've signed like five four-star quarterbacks in this time? Nate Johnson's got to see minutes, right? You have to think they have packages for him to come in we saw a little bit of it last year but you they've got to bring that out against florida right oh yeah i mean and and whittingham said there 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 are plays and there are packages specifically for nate um so you're going to see him whether rising starts whether barnes starts you're going to see nate johnson but apparently they don't have the confidence to turn the reins over to him uh fully and let him just go run the show which is a little bit, I mean, he was a, a huge recruit. I mean, he was a, he was an Elite 11 quarterback, and it's a little disappointing that he's not beating out Barnes. It's kind of funny how the, the fans have shifted since Rose Bowl almost, well, a year and a half ago when he came in and got Utah within a field goal by throwing that pass to... Kincaid, everyone was on cloud nine that this guy is awesome. And now we're like, I mean, when you're comparing him to what Cam Rising done, it, it's hard. But I, but can you imagine? He probably isn't. He probably doesn't read Twitter. I wouldn't if I was the college quarterback. Because no. when it was, I'll tell you, his parents and his his <laughs> pigs are. Oh my gosh! When it was announced today that he was. He was the go-to guy. If if Rising can't go, the the replies it would just totally mess with your head if you read them. Yeah, I don't think we're giving him any confidence. I'll tell no, you. No, not at all. I I have nothing against him. He he is what he is, right? He's he's a walk-on, and he's given it his all. When he went in, and was it Washington State that he played? And they didn't tell yes. Fox <laughs> that he was going to start, and Fox blew their their minds over it. And he did okay, is what you expect. But I think that's the thing, and, and Scott, I'm kind of agreeing with your point, is every the last couple off-seasons, it's been hitting home runs on these four-star quarterbacks but yet it's kind of the same outcome year after year. And it's it's almost like Witt just doesn't trust these young guys. Well, I, I've gone back and forth on this because obviously um, it's been well documented on social media um, that uh, these young guys, Nate Johnson and Brandon Rose, were live. They were not being protected. They could be hit by the defense, which is ultimately what led to this uh, injury from Rose. So it's easy to second guess at this point. Why were these guys live when Brandon Rose was your expected number two quarterback to Cam Rising and Cam Rising being very doubtful 
um, to be ready to go early on in the season. Why, why was Brandon Rose put in that position where he could go get hit? Kyle, Kyle talks about, well, these guys, they needed live reps. They needed to, to see what they could do with pressure. And, and I get that, right? I, I don't know that you want to see Brandon Rose with his first snaps against, uh, um, you know, an SEC defense and these SEC athletes. But now we don't even get to see him at all. And so I don't know. Where do you guys fall on Winningham's decision to make those guys live? Good or bad? Well, in hindsight, it's bad. But, I, you know, you got to – without any game experience – I mean, Nate Johnson had a little bit of game experience, but I don't think he threw a pass last year. It was all – Actually, he's one for one uh, with for a touchdown. For a touchdown. Okay, my bad. But, but really with – and Brandon Rose, he's played in a spring game. You've got – you really have to see – what he can do against a number one defense, don't you? You can't just throw him out there against an SEC, te- SEC team for his first game and say, go get him. But but it's kind of funny because what was everybody's complaint last year against Florida is they they were too careful in fall camp. They weren't, pra- they weren't uh, hitting. They were trying to keep everybody healthy. And then what happened at Florida? We couldn't tackle. We had so many missed tackles at Florida because they weren't they didn't have the fall camp that they needed to get ready. They were so worried about health that it affected their play right out of the gates. Well now Whittingham's <laughs> the other way. <laughs> he's gone completely the other way and now we're paying for it with injuries. So I mean, it's kind of one of those damned if you do, damned if you don't situations. Um but with what you knew about Cam Rising, I just don't know that you can put your number, your, your expected or projected number two quarterback in harm's way, which leaves us with what the third or fourth. I mean, Barnes was shut down in spring ball. He was not even allowed to compete with the quarterbacks in spring ball because they were not going to allow him really to play the position anymore. He was not going to factor into this. And now he's our starter? Are you kidding me? <laughs> oh. Scott's pet's heads are falling off. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I don't know what to think. Bryson Barnes. And here, here's the thing. I really have nothing against the kid. Because you look at his stats, they're not bad. He's 37 for 57, two interceptions, four TDs, a 64% completion percentage. That's not bad. But I don't know why I don't like watching him play quarterback. Well, it's not spectacular. It's not flashy at all. Yeah, exactly. I think you know what you're going to get with him. It's like going back in time. It's like going back to the early days of the Pac-12 when Whittingham was learning to coach still, and you're like – it was all about managing the offense and letting your defense win you the game. Yeah, you which, don't want, just don't get your don't let the offense lose the game for you. Yeah, and this that's the mentality. If I mean, if everyone everything plays out like we're expecting it to play out, that's going to be the game plan for Florida. Let your defense hold them to fourteen points and hope you can get seventeen. 
Yeah, but remember early days of the Pac-12? We literally had the best special teams in America. Uh, boys, you've seen our special teams the last few years? <laughs> we we needed that potent offense. So here's the thing with Barnes. Is I think you're going to get a very vanilla offense, meaning it's not going to you're not going to hit a lot of home runs with it. You're not going to take a lot of chances, you're not going to risk things, and and maybe that's a recipe for success for right now. The thing that's so unfortunate is we finally have an exciting and difficult out-of-conference schedule, right? And now is the time that we've just got hit with the in- injury bug. I mean, Keithy's not ready to go. We're probably not going to see him, you know, till who knows when, probably not till conference play, I would imagine, at the earliest. Or it could be the same thing with Cam Rising. And you've got week one at uh, Florida, week two at Baylor. And and I think the mantra has to be for out of conference at this point is you just survive. You've got to find a way to survive. I don't know if Bryson Barnes can beat Florida and Baylor back-to-back weeks, but you have to win at least one of those games. You're going to rely heavily on Jackson, Bernard, and Glover and, and that offensive line. I mean, if, if the offensive line can block the running game, then you can survive. But if those defenses, if those opponents shut down the run game and it's left in Barnes's hands, we're toast. How well did we run the ball against Florida last year? Well, not very well, but not well. The the one guy kept I'm pulling. I'm pulling up the stats from that game. Just say while you're pulling that up, Scott. Ryan, just to piggyback off that thought, I I definitely agree. The well, Barnes is your your starting quarterback. Utah has to live and die with that running game. Yeah, they do. And I mean, if you get it going, and they they have to, you know, bring up the safeties, then you can let Barnes throw it around a little bit. But you've you've got to. I mean, even with Cam Rising, you still have to establish the run game. That's that's just football, but. Um, you're going to rely on it really heavily these first couple of weeks if Rising can't go. All right, so looking looking at what we did, obviously it's different teams, different circumstances, but you know we actually ran the ball better against Florida than I anticipated or than I recalled. Uh, ran for 230 yards, 39 attempts, 5.9. Um, average per rush, which is pretty pretty good. How many so, of those were Cam Rising? Because he had a couple yeah, of big runs. Oh yeah, so Cam in that game ran the ball ninety one of those yards. So Tavion had one seventeen, Rising had ninety one, and then Chris uh, Chris Curry had thirteen. Bernard had seven. Bailey had five. So Tavion had a pretty decent game before he, you know, found the Twinkie factory. And, um, but yeah, I mean, rising, rising ultimately was responsible for a good chunk. I mean, you look at all those plays, just, just recall, he breaks containment and he's off to the races running. Even if rising plays in this, in this game, we're not getting that this season. 
So the the O line has got to be ready to go. I mean, of all the years that we're going to rely heavily on them, this is going to be the year because it's going to come down to the running backs really to to get that yardage, and you know, occasionally maybe some plays out of uh, out of uh, uh, Nate Johnson. But let's be honest, Florida is going to they're going to expect and they're going to be prepared for Nate Johnson and reverses and trick plays and him just flat out running the ball. So you're going to have to allow Nate Johnson. I think if you want him to be successful, you're going to have to let him throw the ball to keep that defense honest at least a little bit, or at least give a hint of throwing that ball. Mm-hmm. They, there's a, there's very little tape on Nate Johnson, but what they have seen or what is out there is really just lining him up a quarterback and letting him find a seam. They're yeah, going mean, to be prepared for that. He's essentially playing the read option. He's, he's pulling it. Um, he had, I think he had a few, uh, you know, a couple act, you know, design type runs, but, yeah, I mean, Ludwig's going to need to get creative. And and really, here's to hoping there's still two weeks of fall camp left. Maybe, just maybe, Nate Johnson gets on fire and can do some things. In May. Based off of what I'm hearing, I'm not super confident that's happening, but that's you, my you hope. Can't even, you can't even talk yourself into that. I know I can't. I can't. I just in in Barnes we trust. <laughs> if Keithy doesn't go, we obviously have Yasmin. But who 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 else? Who's other? Who are the other tight ends? Well, I mean, you got you got Landon King, who's the transfer from Auburn. Yeah, um, Bentley. You got Bentley. Bentley sleeper. Bentley is like he's he's the new Kincaid. I'm determined he's the new Kincaid. I just really. I'm just putting up there. I said his name first. Well, we're gonna see who, what order you're picking in, my it's, friend. But I think you're gonna see Bentley. You're gonna see um, Landon King. You know, I think you're gonna see obviously Miki Sergataraga. He switched over from DN to tight end. Do you, but do you really I think we're gonna see him though? I think we will, I, but I think he's going to play like the the blocking, the blocking tight blocking end tight role. End. I don't I don't think you're going to see him getting lots of attempts. I don't know the, how much he's going to be out in in, in um, you know running routes or anything, but I think he's going to be in there. He's a big body. Um, he's yeah. going to be able to push guys around at the line of scrimmage. But here's the thing, though: if you're only going to if you move him just so he can be a blocking tight end. What's the point of moving him? Because you're taking reps away on defense. Have you looked at our defensive ends? The defensive ends is stacked. That's probably why. Look at how deep we are. I mean, you got Jonah Ellis, who's a proven commodity. You got Van Fillinger, who's a proven commodity. Uh, you got Connor O'Toole, who's proven. And then and then you've got the guys who... Logan Fano. Uh, you got Logan Fano, huge recruit. Chase Kennedy, ugh, give me some Chase Kennedy. I'll, I'll like just tickle that guy. I'm so excited for him. Um, and honestly, no, we've got we've got some studs at defensive end. I don't, I don't, I, I know in some situations we we kind of rob 
certain positions to to uh, to help out. I think in this case, I'm totally okay with that change. No, I, I'm not like knocking the change at all. I, I, like I'm not knocking it at all. I firmly believe that the coaching staff uh, they're putting him in the best position for him to get reps that he deserves and 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 reps that where they think he can have the most success and most impact on the team. I I think my question more is I just have a hard time with him seeing where he fits in with that tight end group. He might be the coal fathering ham of the tight ends. Yeah. Well, and even, oh man, the, we only had him one year, the Rhino uh, from Idaho State last year. I mean, he played that same role. Why, oh, why I can't remember Ryan's breakout. Ryan's boy. <laughs> That's right. He was my breakout. But yeah, I, I think he's going to fit that role. You know, he may get a few touches here and there in the passing game, but I think he's primarily going to be at the line of scrimmage, blocking, run blocking, um, near the goal line, things of that nature. Um, and you know, I, I I don't I don't personally have a problem with it, but I yeah, by all by all means, I don't think we're going to see Brandt. So we're we're obviously Yaz is going to be relied upon heavily, and you're going to need at least one or two of these other guys to emerge um, at least until Keithy Keithy comes back. Well, especially the you know type what? of offense that Lugwood wants to run. Yeah. I mean, do we need to like dig um, who, who was the old jazz trainer? Um, something Starks. Oh yeah. What was his? Magic fingers was his name. <laughs> yes. Rob would always call him. We need to dig him up and rub those fingers on Keithy's knee and Rising's <laughs> knee, and just 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 roll those bones right over that knee and see if we can't get some healing going on. We need we need these boys healthy. Maybe we got to get your boy, the the voodoo doctor that we've had on the on the podcast a few times. Oh, um, oh, there you go. Oh, He's your boy, Scott. How, really you, should... how could you forget his name? You know, I'm not great with names, I'll be honest, but uh, he's in my heart. So Fernando, uh, Fernando, you we know gotta, what? We gotta call you him know, up again. Man, we we we, we need, need to get we these need this curse, this curse, this injury curse. We've got some bad juju in regards to injuries right now. We need Fernando. Okay, I'm I'm on it. I'm texting him right now. Text. <laughs> we'll see if we can't get him on for the next episode. I say, be gone. <laughs> All right, we got to hit a break. When we come back, we'll continue our conversation of diving into this roster. All right. So while we're at break, I think Scott, you have a correction that you would like like to be known yeah i i i uh, I, I spoke incorrectly of uh, of the dead uh, of the dead <laughs> uh i think i called him uh something something magic finger starks it is don magic finger sparks man i was way off <laughs> I, I apologize um and i uh, just wanted to make that correction and uh May he rest in peace. Oh, Samsonite. All right. It is our annual breakout players of the year. Whoop. 
I have the envelope here. Hit the music, Cam. I'm ready to dance. Ryan's 2023 Offensive Breakout Player of the Year, Cam Rising. <laughs> you guys are so funny. I I think I think we need to uh, go over the rules, not only for the listeners who may have forgotten, but for Ryan, who clearly has forgotten. <laughs> Cam, would you do us the honors, or or do you? Scott doesn't know what they are either. <laughs> oh, I know what they are. I I know what a breakout player is. It's somebody who hasn't broken out. Oh, oh okay. And just so everyone at home, this dates back to Ryan picking. Oh, who did he pick? Cam, it it, it goes back to the last year and the year before that. <laughs> oh, whatever. That. No, who was it? I picked the tight end, the backup tight end last year. So nice try. I think after some creative editing on our part. <laughs> oh, our part. <laughs> when was the last time you edited anything? <laughs> Well, <laughs> we're going to keep that between Cam and I. Let's just say one year, Ryan picked a player that was on a first-team Pac-12 all-team the year yes, before. He did. Yes, he absolutely did. <laughs> it was the first year we did it. Give me a break. <laughs> oh, that was so great. That was so great. <laughs> All right, he, so but he I, did have a I, he did have a breakout year though. He made it to the NFL the following <laughs> season. <laughs> I think for for those keeping score at home, we we do need to make sure so they have to have not contributed to the team in any significant manner. Now, if they had some special teams reps, if they even if they had some reps at their position, um, that's okay. We'll allow that. But if they were a starter and they played significant minutes, they are not allowed to be picked. Ryan's throwing away his spreadsheet right now. <laughs> All right. Can I kick us off? I hinted at it before. I'm going. Okay. So what, what's, oh. what's, what's, the, what's the order here? I'm, well, I'm going first because I'm talking. Well, oh. okay, I mean, let's, 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 let's detail to the listeners what we're doing here. Okay, for offense, I, I'll go first, then Ryan, then you, Scott. And then we go defense, we'll go in the reverse order. Okay, so I get back-to-back picks. Unless you piss me off, then I'll go first both times. So, my offensive player of the year, I hinted at it. I'm going with Dallin Bentley, tight end at a Taylorsville, Utah. Here. Transfer from Snow College. Was a second team All American last year. I am stoked for my pick. You're look, you're looking straight off my spreadsheet. No, I I like it. I'm excited no, for him. I honestly, if he made it to me, he was my pick. I I I love it. I think he's I think he's a young Keithy, or excuse me, a young Kincaid. He's going to be a household name by the end of the year, and uh, I think he's going to—I think he's going to be a big part of this offense this year. Instantly, can I give my runner-up 
to my pick? Or do I have to wait um, for all of you fools? I don't know. Should we allow that, Ryan? No, no. Okay. All right. We haven't selected okay. I'll yet. Let, I'll let you guys Sorry, select. moving on. I'll let you guys select, and moving then I'll, I'll, I'll kind of give my, my second team. All right, Ryan, who do you have? All right, I'm going with a guy who there, there was some, some potential high hopes from him last year that did not come to fruition. But this year, he will break out. Number 11 in your program, number one in your heart, Makai Cope. Wow, that is a stretch of all stretches. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> you realize you left Mikey Matthews on the board for Cope? I would have taken Matthews. <laughs> Hey, I mean, I'm I'm happy I'm, with it because I'm sticking now I with get it. Mad. I'm sticking with it. No, it's right, a good pick. Right. It's a good pick. Now I will say to your to your credit and to your defense here, Ryan. I was very hopeful for Cope last year, and then he played the whole season with oven mitts on. He didn't play. And, a, he didn't play that much though. He got more attempts than I think we realize. He he struggled. He struggled catching the ball, which is a problem for someone who plays wide receiver. Um, I told you it didn't come to fruition, but this is the year. All right, no, if he does, we're gonna need Cope. We're gonna need we're gonna need some guys to step up. Um, man's a, um, I can never say Sydney Manasaur. We're gonna need him. We're gonna need some of these guys, Avery, uh, Emery Simmons, to step up. But you guys gave me the last pick, and you gave me Mikey Matthews. What? What? <laughs> really? I, can we? Can is he even eligible? Because he, is he even, <laughs> yes, he, even <laughs> he, he broke out in spring ball. He broke out in spring ball. Then why didn't you pick him? And he was on All my right. list. I'm, I'm making it official. List. I've just I've just turned my card into the intern. He is running to Cam's office right now. <laughs> he is he just passed the X chair, the X racer chair, and now he's he's heading down the hallway to Cam. There he is opening the door, handing you the envelope, and there it is. Mikey Matthews, That's my breakout one. offensive yeah. player of the That's year. That's a good one. Any commentary? Or do you do, no. do you guys just want to hand me the trophy right now? Oh jeez. Oh please. No, he had a phenomenal spring. I'm not going to deny it. That wide receiving group I think I I think they're posed for a big year. Not if Bryson Barnes is the quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. We all we all picked receiving uh weapons and we don't have a quarterback yet. Uh, well, I, what I want to know is who's the best blocker of the group. <laughs> I mean, we don't have solo anymore, so we're going to need somebody to take that spot. <laughs> Hopefully for old time's sake, they throw in some egregious holding calls too. <laughs> All right. Can I, can I give my, my other considerations? All right, yeah, who you got? Munir McLean. Moving out to wide yeah, receiver. I think, I, I think we've all been waiting for him to break out. 
But I this would be a good year to do that. New position. I, I think that could happen. And then maybe one that probably will fly under the radar for most of the season. Spencer Fano. I think he's going to start against Florida on the O-line. Do you really? I'm calling oh. it right now. A freshman who? starting on O-line. Who's going to sit because of Yeah, him? Cam, who's he starting over? <laughs> Brian, this will be good. <laughs> I don't think Jaron Kump's going to start. Jaron Kump's in... But they're they're different position. Cumps is gonna Cumps probably uh, playing no, center. He but he's also in he's also getting reps at guard and tackle. Cumps gonna be center. Yeah, he's yeah. Cump is getting reps at center, guard, and tackle. Six five three zero eight center. Woo, that's big. All right, Ry. Who who is your number two? Who did you almost pick? Well, duh, Nate Johnson. <laughs> well, it's a good thing these aren't official picks. I was, I was, I was this close to picking Dijon Stanley. Ooh, I like as that my, as my breakout player. The only reason. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Well, he. I know I picked Mikey Matthews over him. And I think Mikey Matthews is going to have a bigger role in the offense. But Dijon Stanley was my favorite recruit of the last recruiting class. Dude is set California track and field records. He is, he can fly. We're gonna we're gonna see him. My hope is we get to see him in the 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 fly sweep role that. Uh, uh, Jalen Dixon was uh, famous for last year, but oh man, I, I think I think Dijon Stanley, if he gets some reps and with that speed, I think he's going to get an opportunity. Watch out! I think he's going to be good. No, I think that's a good one. I I seriously looked at at him on my list. I just don't know if he's going to get enough reps because that running yeah, back he room may is not. deep. I mean, you look, we got Mike Mitchell, John Randall Jr., two other running backs besides Staley or Stanley in that, in that recruiting class, all four-star guys. I mean, the running back room is absolutely stacked. And, I mean, to top it off, you still have Jackson and Bernard. And Glover. And Glover, yep. And Chris Curry, <laughs> who's coming off injury. I mean, it's 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 almost ridiculous how deep that room is. We we may honestly want to think about just bagging the quarterback position for through until <laughs> Rising comes back and just put like four four running backs on the field. Just have Jackson take the snaps. He was a quarterback. Yeah. I don't know. It's a thought, boys. All right. So we move over to our defensive picks. Scott, I will allow you to go first. <laughs> Thank you for following the rules, Cameron. Um, all right. Well, I've already hinted where I'm going defensively. Um, but I just want to do a little intro on this guy. Number 13, redshirt freshman out of Dallas, Texas. 
This guy's going to be a stud. He he will be lining up on the outside defensive end. Think of Pittati. You guys remember Pittati? Yeah. Speed rusher on third down. I think that's the role you're going to see Chase Kennedy in this year. Dude is quick out of the box. He's got great acceleration. He's got great speed. And and dude has been spending some time in the weight room. He's my breakout on that already deep defensive line. I'm going with what no other Chase Kennedy, baby. I like it. Ryan, where are you going? I think I'm going to go with a untested, young, speedy cornerback in Smith Snowden. Mm. Maybe I should have gone Smith. first. Snowden over CJ Blocker. Do tell. I, I was, tell. I was, I don't know. I was going back and forth between Blocker and Snowden, and I, I went with the local kid. I like it. I think, I think they're both. I'm excited for both those guys. Young, fast, highly rated. It'll be good. Did I steal yours, Cam? He was on the list. I'm not going to lie. He's on the list. I I kind of like to look for those diamonds in the rough. Oh, is that the saying? Oh, boy. Is that the saying? I don't know. I'm going. Yeah, that's the saying. Okay, Aladdin. <laughs> I'm looking at safety position. I'm going Jonathan Hall. Oh, oh Three Cam. star out of Texas. I'm getting a, I'm getting a little tingly right now. Jonathan Hall is going to be good. He had he showed some promise in in the red and white game, and I know it's the red and white game where Charlie Brewer can go twenty of twenty or whatever he did. Uh, but I am excited about this. I I don't know how many reps he's going to get at safety, um, but I do expect him to get some some reps, and and I would love to have him be kind of that second guy off the bench at the safety position. Okay, so so this is a good topic. Safety position. Obviously, we know Cole Bishop will be one of the starting safeties. Does Nate Ritchie get that other, the other spot? Kind of. Well, I don't know. They both play the strong safety position, but it's tough because you know what always says you got to put the best eleven on the field, and those two have experience and they're good. Okay, but yeah, they're good. And Nate Ritchie, now granted, he's been on a mission for two years. Does he start over Sione Vaki? That's what I was going to say. We haven't even brought up Vaki in that discussion. I almost think Vaki, but again, and, and the coaches will figure this out, but Vaki and Bishop are both kind of the strong safety types, right? I, can one of those guys play the deep? the deep side of the field wasn't Vaki though wasn't there rumor to him moving to db though well i now granted they did that right they had three safeties on the field through the last what four games of the season because they couldn't, they couldn't get Vaki off the field he was he was that good yeah 
So now you, you you potentially could do that again, right? You could have three safeties with that third safety kind of playing a hybrid rule, a role. Um, but yeah, I I'm excited. I'm excited to see what Scally does with that safety position and any t- any types of rotations because you've got a lot of talent. I mean, Nate Ritchie during that COVID year, I know it was only five games, but as a true freshman, he was pretty darn good that year. Um, so, and, and you really can't move one of them to linebacker because there's no room there either. So it's, I mean, it's a good problem to have as you're, if you're a coach, but. It's great. No, it's great. And, and that's, that's my question with Hall is Hall going to get enough reps to kind of have that opportunity but I do, I do think the guy's got enough talent, and he will be. I think he'll be a starter very soon for Utah. Mm-hmm. Any other players you guys were thinking of? Well, I yeah, kind of. Alluded, I mean, Blocker was my other one. If I wasn't going to go with Snowden, so the other defensive player that uh, I was uh, kind of fiddling around with, um, Sione Fotu. He's a linebacker. <laughs> returning from his mission but again same thing he played as a as a true freshman that COVID year and was dominant as a true freshman how quickly can he come back off the mission and be ready to go we're gonna find out but I think he he's he's gonna have a bright future the dude was an absolute stud I had photo on there too I almost pulled a Ryan and added Miles Battle <laughs> a senior, huh? A senior transfer. But I figure that's probably against the rules. But I, I'm i surprised you didn't go with Lander Barton. Well, I'm, I was fully expecting you to call that one, Ryan. <laughs> but no, battle, you know, transfer out of Ole Miss. It's what, what do you guys, what do you, how do you guys uh, feel about the cornerback position? How do I feel about it? Yeah. I mean, are, are, are Battles and Broughton your two starters on the outside? Probably because they have the most experience. I think game one, that's it, but I don't know if it's it at the end of the year. I, I, almost, I almost think Vaughn starts over Broughton. Depends on what color Gatorade Broughton's going to drink before the game. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Broughton was really good early in his career, but he's he's kind of struggled. I mean, Vaughn took his spot the second half of last season, and I'm hoping I'm hoping he still has it. Vaughn's a special kid. He's long. He's fast. He led the team. I mean, he he, he had well, actually, um, Clark Phillips had more pass breakups than him. But for the amount of plays that Vaughn was on the field for, he had a lot of pass breakups. Dude's really good. Uh, the thing I love about Vaughn is that he's a walk-on, and when he was a freshman, he because of injuries, he got thrown just out on defense. I don't think anyone was expecting him to get reps, especially that many reps because of injury. And he 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 stood up and 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 took it and and really became. I mean, he he's a great player, and going from a walk-on to where he is now, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think he's a special kid. There's some other guys too that have got who has had who have had a few reps. I mean, you've got Fabian Marks who's played. Fabian Marks. 
You've got Teo Johnson, who played a little bit last year. I mean, Teo Teo's the one I'm interested to see because he's a speedster and originally came as a wide receiver. They switched him over to, to defense. That's who I want to see is you're taking a guy who had elite speed from the wide receiver position. So he kind of needs to work out if you're going to move him to corner. So I want to see where he's at. Is he in, is he in, um, are we going to see him getting reps um, throughout this year? Um, obviously, yeah, the two young guys you mentioned with uh, CJ Blockers, Miss Snowden. Um, but, I mean, you've got Kenzel Lawler, who's been in the program a few years now, um, Joc- Jocelyn um, Malaska, um, Elijah Davis. You've got some guys that have been in the program but necessarily haven't taken advantage of any of those opportunities. So. But, you know, Fabian Marks, again, before he got injured last year, he was playing pretty well, too, with the opportunities he's got. So I'm excited. I think this defense has a chance to be on the same caliber as the twenty, um, the 2019 defense. And the anchor of it all coming back, number 77, Samote Peppa. There's some, there's some rumors about him and his ankles that have – had oh really? Some trouble, had some trouble um, holding all that weight on on his body. I don't know. Is he, is he one Rumors, of the injured ones? I don't know. We're gonna find out, but uh, I'm I'm hoping he's he's good to go because he <laughs> he was so good he, last year. He was year. a beast. He was an absolute beast last year. But I, I'm not worried about our defensive line. We're stacked. We've got so many DNs. We've got some really good and experienced tackles. And some depth at both at both spots. All right, so there are our breakout players. We'd love to know your breakout players. You can always hit us up on Twitter at Utah Man Podcast, and definitely let us know who you're thinking for your breakout players. Ryan, where can people find you? At Drum and Feather. Drum the letter N Feather. And Scott, when you're not with Magic Fingers, <laughs> where can people find you? Yeah, I know. I tell you, when I'm on Twitter, I do have magic fingers. But uh, you can find me at Utman underscore forever. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Utah Man Podcast. You can listen to our listen to us at our home at utahmanpodcast.com. and anywhere you listen to a podcast, we are there. Until next time, go Utes. Go Utes. Go Utes. We'll be till I die, Kai and God bless Barnes. We're good. Let's cut it. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are their own and are no way affiliated with the University of Utah.